You're listening to Juicy Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Bonchagalupo, and in this episode, I'll be talking with Shazia Mustafa and Yusuf Shaden of Third Door Coworking in London, UK. And Third Door is a family-oriented co-working space. It's got a nursery in it, and this is such an important direction for co-working in general as we think about the future of work and the way that it is something that can be designed more for a balanced life with real families. You know, back when we think back to industrialized work era, you couldn't bring your kids to the factory, of course. You didn't really bring your kids to the white collar office either. But in this kind of new era of sort of non-corporate shared workspace, I think uh, being able to integrate family into your work life is just such a powerful part of what we have the ability to do now. And uh, Shazia and Yusuf have great perspective on this, so we're going to get into that. Uh, We've also got Juicy USA is announced. It's in Seattle in April, April 20th. And so check that out at usa.juicy.co. That's uh, usa.gcuc.co. And um, yeah, lots to be excited about in the coming year. Uh, And so much, uh, you know, Juicy is also emphasizing its membership platform. So if you haven't seen the value that you get out of the Juicy membership platform, they're making a big push, offering significant discounts on future tickets. So uh, check out all of that at juicy.co, gcuc.co. In the meantime, let's get into the conversation with Shazia and Yusuf here on Juicy Podcast. Shazia, Yusuf, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm excited to have you on the program. Thank you, Tony. We're very excited to be here as well. Yeah, hi, Tony. Looking forward to catching up with you. Yay, great. Um, it's so cool to connect across borders and across all these all these different worlds. And uh, I'm just excited to hear your story because work and family, co-working and shared space for, for younger ones, I think speaks to the bigger picture of the movement and how we're changing our relationship to work. So I think it's always good to kind of explore uh, what kinds of things you're learning as you're building spaces like this. So um, to start us off, just tell me a little bit about Third Door, how it got started, what your inspiration was for it, what made you decide to dedicate yourselves to building this project? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll, I'll start. Um, So we've got three children and when our eldest was five months old, she's now 11, nearly 12 actually, so it's some time ago. Um, When she was five months old, I was thinking about returning back to work. Um, I was on maternity leave. And I've always harbored a desire to set up my own business. So instead of returning back to work, I was thinking, well, what could I do instead of um, working as um, in employment? What could I do for myself? And I got together with a friend and we were brainstorming ideas. And we actually found it very difficult to hold a conversation, what with her 10-month-old and my five-month-old. And um, we tried to move from our place where we were working to the local coffee shop and also to the local park to try to get the um, babies asleep. It didn't work. And I remember in a bit of frustration saying to my friend, wouldn't it be great if we could just go somewhere where we could work for a few hours and um, and the babies are looked after nearby. And um, so at this moment, I was not aware of the co-working movement, had no experience in childcare. I was, I was working for Nokia at the time. 
as a brand research manager. And, um, and then I received an email uh, in my inbox about um, cubes and crayons. I think they were based in San Francisco, right. which was the introduction to like what co-working was. And they were a crash with some yoga. And I remember sending this email to my friends saying, oh, this is very similar to what we were talking about. And, um, and then we started doing some research and found out that more and more parents wanted to work around the children. A lot more were going freelance. And I suggested the idea to Yusuf, who was studying for his MBA at the time, and it was self-funded. And um, maybe Yusuf can talk about the next bit, Yus? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Shaz. Yes, so um, as Shaz said, we, we had a first child and um, I was working as a, as a, as a consultant uh, within, a, within a corporate company um, and a lot of my role was home-based. So I was working from home a lot. Um, I had my desk in the, uh, in the small room. And then uh, when, um, when our daughter was born, my study turned into uh, our daughter's bedroom. And my desk ended up on the landing and it was fantastic having our baby at home while I was working, but also a bit of a distraction as well. So, um, you know, trying to find a quiet spot in our apartment to, uh, to have conference calls. Um, yeah, it was a little bit challenging. So when Shaz came home and she told me about this idea, um, and I, I said, you know what, I think, I think dads would use, I, I would use this as well. You know, I think it's not just for, you know, not just for mums, but, you know, I think, I think dads and families. Um, and as Shaz said, we, I was doing my, my MBA at the time. Uh, it was a two-year executive MBA. And um, when it came around to uh, my project, I decided to uh, write a business plan, a business feasibility study, and a business plan on the idea of a, um, uh, of a, of a co-working space with a full, uh, flexible daycare nursery. Um, and, and that's kind of how we, how we kind of got the initial idea and how we started turning the idea into, um, into a plan itself. And what I'll add to that as well is um, there weren't many co-working places in London at all. I think there was only a couple. So there weren't many spaces that we could look at for inspiration apart from looking at you guys across across the pond and um, and also childcare facilities in the UK and pretty much um, everywhere. They're not flexible. So we really were working with... Um, with just our vision and our and our knowledge really there's nowhere where we could look to see anyone doing anything similar and um and as a result of that when we were designing the space the fit out companies that we were using to help us they um they didn't really understand the co-working concept and it's very much trying to be more office based so what yusuf did um and yusuf can explain this in a second but he ended up creating the unit that we're in now the space we're in now in sims in the program sims yusuf do you want to talk about what? that yep yeah sure so this is um 2009 and um uh, so I'm writing the business plan and we find a commercial space, which was, uh, so three and a half thousand square foot, which is approximately, I don't know what the calculation is for square meters, but, um, yeah, 350. 350 square meters. Thank you. Thanks, Chaz. So we found a space, uh, I was basing the business plan on, it was on two floors. And as Chaz said, we spoke to, um, some fit out companies who work on office space and they really didn't kind of get what we we're trying to do. We spoke to a couple of fit out companies that work on childcare and um, they were good on the childcare side, but again, they didn't really get what we we're trying to do. So I was looking at things like Second Life. So I looked at Second Life um, and found that uh, I needed a bit of coding experience and some coding skills. And I ended up downloading a copy of uh, Sims 3. And within the Sims 3, I found the cheat modes and created a commercial lot 
which was uh, kind of the scale size of the commercial unit that we found. And then um, basically uh, had several designs in The Sims 3 for these two floors, a ground floor and a first floor, uh, where we could then try out different configurations of nursery, of co-working, where to put the meeting rooms, where to put the phone boxes, where to put the reception desk, where to put the doors, where to put the toilets, the coffee machine. And then um, in The Sims, there's a nice little function where you set this space up as a community lot. And then um, it can then get populated with um, other sims and they start coming in and using the space and playing with the toys. So we're using that as, as, as a method of really designing what the initial layout would be. <laughs> That's incredible. I've never heard of anybody using the sims in that way. I love that you could use it, first of all, as a layout tool, as a, as a way of testing layouts, but then to actually simulate people using the space. What, what was that like? Did you... Did the, did the Sims tell you anything? What was their feedback? Um, it's interesting, yeah, because I think with, um, so I guess the feedback, uh, or if you could just kind of watching visually how, um, you know, AI, or not AI, but, you know, simulated beings are using the space. We found that, for example, we were looking at areas where there was going to be throughput, where there's going to be traffic, where there's going to be people going backwards and forwards. Um, we found that um, you know maybe the corridors needed to be a little bit wider, or maybe uh, we needed to give a little bit more space for the toilet cubicle. Um, I think one of the biggest decisions in the end was you know where we put the reception desk because you know it's kind of creating that 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 look and that feel as soon as someone walks in was really important. But it kind of helped us you know configure the configure the space. It helps us really just kind of work out um, how to best utilize the space and um and you know where to put the partitions so yeah i mean it was um it was a really good exercise and you know we used it a couple of times when we were doing updates to the design as well amazing okay and so you've got your sims that are coming through the space giving you feedback which i love and would love to see a screenshot <laughs> of it or any images that you have that you could share but uh in the meantime so then to just tell me kind of fast forward me through how do you how did you end up actually occupying a physical space and uh, what have you learned in the course of that process? So, so um, we designed it, Yusuf handed his dissertation in, so we're still at the end of 2008, so at the end of 2008, Yusuf handed his dissertation in, I'd returned back to work and then we were, in 2009, we were expecting our second child and um, and Yusuf also got the results for his MBA dissertation. He got a distinction, and um, and at the same time where I was working, um, they were asking for voluntary redundancies. So then the choice was: do we go ahead and work on this business idea that I couldn't let go of, and um, it was just on my mind the whole time, and um, or do we wait until maternity leave kicks in and use the money then, or do we? use the money from voluntary redundancy and then I think we decided that the worst case scenario is that we try and set it up we lose everything but at least we've got our brains and health and we could start from scratch again and um, and we decided to go ahead and um, so the site that we are currently occupying is the same site that Yusuf based his uh, MBA dissertation on and the Sims um, software the simulation so um you said you got anything to add to that yeah i, I think um yeah thanks i think the the the, the kind of the, the the fit out the actual physical build fit out process was new for us you know we'd not previously taken on a 
an empty shell of a building and then had to get the flooring put in and the partitions and the electricals and you know the plumbing and you know so that in itself was a was, was a huge learning experience um you know there was things like um in our original designs uh, we had ideas about the size and the shapes of the doors and uh, you know the, the actual physical possibility of the size and shapes of doors wasn't quite possible um, there was also uh, things like um, the first set of desks that were delivered were actually too long um, and they were a little bit too big which meant that uh, it would have been difficult if a, uh, a disabled person with a wheelchair came in and you know we wanted our space to be accessible and inclusive um, so we wanted it to be you know kind of wheelchair access available so the first set of desks were too big we had to get them um, replaced um, so kind of the lessons that we learned really was around uh, you know how, how one undertakes a build project of this kind um, uh, yeah from, from a build perspective gotcha and so where are you at now? Where, what's your perspective on shared workspace and childcare and, and where things are going uh, going forward? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because we have now been running third door for, we're in our 10th year. And um, so we've been around for quite some time. And we've, you know, as you know, co-working's really taken off. It's gone on this. Um, hockey stick curve almost in terms of growth. Um, in the UK, the nursery industry is solid, but it has it's not very innovative. So in terms of flexibility, most of the nurseries, I'd say 95, 99% don't really offer the flexibility that we're working. So it's still having the co-working and the childcare together is still very much niche. It's growing though, as you know, it's growing in the States, it's growing over here as well. A lot of the companies that have tried to open similar, they've gone for more of a crash, which in the UK is literally just very, very short hours, whereas we went for the full day. And we're also open to people leaving their children and going off site. So it's a standalone nursery, it's a standalone um, co-working space. But we can definitely say that there is the big change that we've seen is that people are actually searching for office and childcare or co-working in childcare and then they'll find us with all the activity that we've done over the last year so they'll come to us whereas at the beginning it was oh, it was really difficult it was very much an education explaining why well what all the benefits were in our leaflets and all our marketing whereas now we can talk about you know we, we can say I can say to someone I run third door it's a co-working space with a children's nursery and they just get it straight away whereas at the beginning Yusuf, Yusuf can, you know, testify on this. It was really, really difficult. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Just, just to add to that, I mean, you know, the, 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 a lot of our communications and our marketing at the very beginning was just about education. You know, we, we'd come up with this, you know, this, this kind of brand new concept in the UK. No one had done it before. No one, you know, knew what it was going to, how it was going to work. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so it was a massive piece of education. But what we found is as people started coming in and using the space, they would tell their friends who would tell their friends. And, um, you know, the feedback that we've had from parents, the feedback that we've had from the team and, and, and the kids, you know, everyone loves the space. And, and you know, it, it, it does seem to be the way forward. I mean, you know, we, we've noticed that there's, you know, globally there's a few more spaces or a number of new spaces opening up that are combining uh, childcare and co-working. You know, I think the model is here now. I think the model is here to stay. 
And um, I think with the, um, you know, the ever emergence and, and changing sociodemographics and, you know, more and more people becoming freelance or self-employed or being able to work flexibly, being able to work remotely, but also trying to manage being a parent along with being a business professional or an employee or, you know, freelance, it, you know, I think it's just something that is going to become, um, you know, business as usual. Well, that sounds really encouraging. I feel like the the natural need for it is there, and I feel like people are only just starting to understand how much things have shifted as far as their relationship to work and, and what's possible, that we don't have to think about things the same way that we used to. So um, that's really exciting. And in terms of where you all are going next and what you're focused on, what's, what's next for you? What, what are you simulating next? <laughs> we are um currently working on opening more sites that's what i was i've been doing this afternoon and um, there's a few in the pipeline and um we have the software that enables our um bookings for the children and the workspace and use of um, working on that side to develop it further and um there's, there's a few interesting projects along. Um, Yusuf's been working in the social enterprise space. So that's something that we're looking to incorporate within the door as we grow. And um, yeah, lots of possibilities, but definitely in the space of work and family growing together. That, that has been our tagline for some time now. But there's so many opportunities in that area um, further than just um, co-working and the nursery. So it's definitely growth time and scaling up time for us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, that's a big step up for you in terms of running a business. I'm curious, how are you uh, thinking, how are you approaching that? Like, uh, is it, are you focused on fundraising and, and are you, are you feeling like you're, um, documenting your process right now like do, do you have something that you think you can turn into something that's turnkey or are you still kind of working on refining your existing management um we've been to, well, we've documented our processes right right from the beginning and been refining them i'd say because we run a nursery and it's so heavily regulated um most of our processes are um documented and and there's only a couple that maybe needs refining as we open a larger site. Um, but it's definitely going in that direction. We are still debating which direction it goes, whether it's going to be franchise turnkey or whether it's more organic. But um, it's only going to know once we start opening those more spaces, which, are, which is pretty much within the next um, six to 12 months. Yusuf? Yeah, I think... Um so, uh, you know, we're looking at a number of different sites at the moment, um, finding the right location, finding the right space is, you know, is, is really important. Um, you know, we, we, we really want to open another space in London, of course, um, it, but, but uh, you know, kind of rents in London is incredibly expensive. We've got these things called business rates and other taxes that, that, that make it really expensive to open a, you know, a, a flexible nursery and a co-working space. So it's taking a little bit longer to find the right space and with the right configuration, with the right requirements that we need. But we're confident we're going to find one. Um, you know, as Chaz mentioned, over the last few years, I've been working more with uh, social entrepreneurs and, and impact organisations. And, you know, a big part of that is, uh, you know, working um, working with organisations that are bringing people together and that are, you know, working in different ways and, and, and thinking in different ways. 
about um, how we bring different communities together, about how we bring generations together, um, and uh, you know how how people can, uh, can can make the most you know the best use of their time. That's great, and I imagine that you're hearing a lot from your now not from from Sims, but from real humans telling you about their experience uh, being in your space and, and making use of it. So I imagine you're getting a lot of information straight from the people. Yes. Oh God, completely. So we've got nine years of feedback and data that we, that we look at. Um, at the beginning, it was very much tweaking the model to improve it as we went along. I'd say that hasn't um, changed much in the last few years so the model is um, very solid but then we've been tweaking things like well it's the the, the the um environment impacts that nurseries have you know looking at one-time plastic use we've moved away from any plastic toys in the nursery looking at um, natural resources and um but the feed the feedback that we get a lot of is very positive if there's anything that in terms of improvements, we're aware of it. And that's what we're looking to implement in the future sites. So, you know, we, we can't, we, for example, we don't have outdoor space in our current site, but the next site will have outdoor space. But then we've compensated by being um, positioned next to a park, which is literally a minute's walk away where we can take the children. So we've, we've been very entrepreneurial, as you have to be, um, over the years. And uh, we're just looking forward to putting all the learnings that we've got and um, and seeing the changes in co-working, how that's evolved over the years, and it's becoming a lot more design-led in in London. So looking at all those trends and um, incorporating them into the future sites. So you're you've got some tremendous insight, uh, which I think has so much value to the movement in general, which you're obviously incorporating into your business, and even just kind of those little specific things like the use of plastics and things like that. Can you tell me more about? in the macro where you see work headed as far as being something that used to be something that was almost entirely separated from family, but now, you know, based on what you're seeing, it doesn't have to be as much anymore. Where do you see all of this headed? Do you see, do you see that like the, that, that families, that parents and children are going to be largely in the same place, co-located as they work, or is there still, a need for separation or, you know, like what's the happy medium? Where's all this headed? Wow. That's a big question. Um, I think I can see that it has grown over the years where more and more parents, I'm talking about mums and dads, um, want to be around the children. So at third door, we've got just as, as, as you have predicted so many years, rightly that we've got um, dads who will use the space pick up, drop off the children, use it as their base, as well as the mums. And they're also the types, you know, it's very like-minded community. They are the ones that want to work around the children and don't apologize for it. You're still going to have a place in the world where you've got the corporates and you've got the, um, the thinking that work and family should be separate, but it's definitely improved over the last 10 years where it's it is merging and people aren't apologizing for being parents they're proud and they will talk about the, the fact that they've got children and that I find that our members are really proud of the fact that they've found a solution that works for them and um, and that they've got this clever solution that ticks all the things that they can do where they can work productively they're near the child they can get home on time they've lost the commute and they can still make new friends and um, you so have you got anything to add to that 
Yeah, I think, um, yeah, thanks, Shaz. I think you summarised that up really well, actually, in terms of, uh, you know, where, where, where we see the space going. Um, you know, I, th- I think, um, you know, as, as the younger generation and, you know, we're, we're you know, we, we, we have, you know, we're, we're kind of been, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going to be 45 next year and, uh, you know, we've got a whole younger generation of clients coming into third door and, uh, you know, we're, we're working with, um, you know, kind of uh, younger generations as well and their, their perspectives and their outlooks on the world of work and how they're managing their work and their personal life and how they're managing being, you know, being parents um, is, is, is different. You know, it's different to how it was for me when I first started working kind of more than 20 odd years ago. Um, so, you know, it, it, it just seems to be, a, you know, it's, it's a, um, a, a great complimentary service. I think uh, it works for, for many parents um, who work in different types of roles. I think, you know, as Shaz says, there's always going to be a, a space for other types of, uh, you know, kind of work environment. But certainly it provides a solution. It provides a solution to, uh, to a need. Um, and where you've got, you know, kind of new parents or young parents and they want to be able to spend more time with their kids during the day. Um, and uh, they want to also be able to work and not feel guilty and, you know, also build networks as well. You know, London, you know, while, while London's a really exciting place, you know, London can be sometimes a bit of a lonely place as well. So, you know, obviously creating a space where there's similar minded people, where there's, you know, new parents, the dads becoming dads for the first time, mums becoming mums for the first time. And, you know, they're, they're, they're building communities by, by sharing some of their experiences and helping each other out as well. And what, what I do want to add, Tony, is um, where I found a huge turning point as well is that we make a lot of decisions at Third Door based on our values that we've set. So we've got really strong values. And um, so we'll talk about them with the staff. So I've recruited um, my staff, my team against those values. And also when parents come in, we do talk about the values and get them to basically believe in the ethos that we're trying to create. And it's made a huge difference in terms of getting similar minded people to make sure that we've got people who believe in what we're doing to be part of that community rather than you're a parent, come and join our space because this is a solution for you because we're not a solution for every family out there and similarly not for every family out there will, will, will be right for us, so, you know, if, if that makes sense. So it is definitely getting like-minded people who believe in what we're trying to do and to be part of, I guess, our movement that we've, we've been trying to build over the last 10 years. And I think one of the things that's important too is to, to recognize that we're talking about major cultural shifts. The relationship that we have to work, it's, it's, a big, um, it's a big conversation. And one of the things that impressed me when I was imagining this happening with Cubes and Crayons and now with your space and Dayhouse and some of the other um, spaces that involve this is that the children that are in that space are also going to grow up with a very different perspective on work. Right. Where, whereas many of us grew up where with this impression that work is this thing, our parents go away to go do somewhere else that, you know, first of all, it means the parents go away, which maybe is a sad thing, you know, and, and we don't get to see it. And now these kids are growing up amongst it. And so they're, they're experiencing what work is in a very, very different way. And I I feel like we're going to start seeing the ripple effects of children who were raised in co-working spaces, um, having a very, very different uh, worldview. Oh, absolutely. That's such a great point. I'm glad you've raised it. Yeah, we, we've seen that. So sometimes when children are a bit upset, they don't want the parents to leave. Parent just says, I'm just upstairs. 
and the child's really happy that they're going into work with their mum or dad and that they're leaving with their mum and dad. Um, at the weekend, we had a party with some of the children that are actually just left to go into their first year at school. And we had the party in the work hub. So usually no children are in our co-working space. But this time we thought, well, you're a bit older and you can see where your mum and dad have been working. And they absolutely loved it. They felt really grown up and they behaved really, really well. So that was a really nice thing to do as well. Well, and I feel like there's just such a value in them even seeing it. Ever, just ever even walking into your parents' office can, can be life-changing because then you have an image, you have the smell of it, you have the sense of what it's like to be in that environment, and that, that can be imprinted in someone. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Yusuf. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, you know, it's really interesting. I think, um, I guess, when, when, the, when the kids, are, you know, when the children are quite young, uh, they're kind of, you know, saying goodbye, to their, saying goodbye to their parent at the door of the nursery. And, you know, for, for many children, they just see in their parent kind of, you know, popping off and then coming back. Um, but certainly as the children get older and, you know, they, they, they do have a different perspective on uh, the relationships that are developing with their parents and how their parents are managing being a parent and, and, and working as well. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how you know, this, this younger, much younger generation, uh, what they make of the world of work. You know, we're, we're ever more connected as, as we are today. You know, we're, we're sitting in three different locations, um, you know, across the pond. We've got high-speed internet connecting us. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the nature of the world that we're living in. It's, you know, it's a highly connected, globalized world where we're, you know, we're, we're conducting business across many, many different regions. And that's just going to be, you know, that's, that's just the way things are now. And also to add, um, just by being on site, um, what we found is like lots of women, mothers, new mums, when they, if they've got their own business or even think about returning to work, they usually go back to work. In the UK anyway, they usually have maternity leave if they're employed till nine months. But if they're self-employed or freelance, they tend to go back to work at three months. And that's a small age for a baby to be in childcare. So by being on site, they're able to carry on nursing their little one. They've, they've got that ease of mind. And also um, just gets rid of the mum guilt and that... I mean, that's just been so wonderful to see over the years how confident parents, new parents become just by knowing that they're able to work when their child's on site. And that's got to be really great for mental health as well, mental well-being. Right. It's incredible. Paving the way for the future generations. And it's exciting to see the ripple effects that will happen uh, over the decades to come. Well, it's been a pleasure to chat with you both, and I'm excited to uh, to see you again at some point down the line. And uh, are you going to be at Juicy UK? Yes, I, I will be there. I'll see you there. Very excited. Very, very cool. All right. Well, um, so great to chat. Keep up the great work and excited to see you continue to grow from here. All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Tony. Lovely speaking with you, Tony. All right. Bye-bye. So there's my conversation with Shazia and Yusuf of Third Door Coworking. Hope you enjoyed that. I feel like I learned a lot. And I, again, I think it's just so important that we look at the ways that we can really support families and you know the humanity of the people that are working in these spaces in a way that maybe the previous model uh, with traditional corporate didn't as much for a long time. If you'd like to join myself and amazing, really interesting folks like Shazia and Yusuf, you should check out an upcoming conference. We've got Juicy USA coming up in Seattle, April 20th, and check out tickets at usa.juicy.co. 
You should also check out membership in the Juicy platform uh, where you can get discounts, you can get access to past talks from the past conferences. I can't tell you how much value is in some of those video talks and the slides and the resources. Just so much, so much value to be had. So if you're the type of person who's going to these conferences, uh, you should definitely be a member. It's gonna be well worth it. It's gonna save you money. And uh, even if you're not, I think you can get a lot of value out of the membership. So check all of that out at juicy.co, gcuc.co. And in the meantime, wherever you are, keep doing the great work that you're doing uh, in this decade and the next decade and the decade after that. What you're doing is helping people live better lives for themselves and their families. So wherever you are, keep doing that great work, keep being awesome, and I hope to see you at a future conference. Bye.